Good morning, brothers and sisters. On this Sunday morning, we give thanks to our God that we can be here together uh, to worship our sovereign Lord and Savior. We warmly welcome all guests here with us this morning. Council has the following announcements. An attestation has been requested by our sister Rebecca De Bruyne and brother Dale Hart to the Hope Canadian Reformed Church in Irlandia. We wish you both Lord's blessings in your new, new congregation. Due to the upcoming election of elders and deacons, council requests nominations from the congregation for four elders and three deacons of brothers suitable for the task. We would also like to strongly encourage members to speak to those who you wish to nominate prior to submitting your nomination form. Friday, April 7th is a Good Friday. There will be a service at 11 a.m. to remember and reflect on the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And there will be a council meeting scheduled for April 17th, the Lord willing. All matters for the agenda will be, uh, should be submitted by April 10th. This morning's worship service will be led by our pastor, Reverend Julius Vince Bronson. And in preparation for worship, we will praise our God with the singing of one of the songs sent for, to the churches for testing. When I survey the wondrous cross, stanza one, three, and four. Let us rise for worship and lift our hearts to the Lord. 
We begin this worship service by together confessing our dependence on the Lord. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We'll now sing together Psalm 9, stanzas 4, 5, 6, and 7. This is a, a prayer of dependence, praying to God the judge who can save us from his wrath against our sins. Psalm 9, stanzas 4, 5, 6, and 7. now submit our lives to the ten words of the covenant. We can read these ten commandments in Deuteronomy chapter 5. It begins in verse 6. Deuteronomy chapter 5, starting at verse 6, it's on page 150. The Lord says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image 
or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers and the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, or your male servant or your female servant, or your ox or your donkey, or any of your livestock, or the sojourner who is within your gates, that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well as you. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God commanded you, that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder and you shall not commit adultery and you shall not steal and you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor and you shall not covet your neighbor's wife and you shall not desire your neighbor's house, his field or his male servant or his female servant, his ox or his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's. Later in the Old Testament, the Lord confirms, explains what these commandments mean. It's in Micah chapter 6, verse 8. He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? We'll now sing together response Psalm 75. Stanzas 1, 3, and 5 in this psalm, as we sing, we, can, we recognize that God, his holy name is, is near to us, and also that the law warns us of pride instead of walking humbly with the Lord, and that the Lord promises to punish those who persist in sins against these commandments without turning to Jesus Christ who paid for us. So Psalm 75, we'll sing stanzas 1, 3, and 5.
Let's join in prayer. Gracious and holy and just and awesome creator of heaven and earth, we come into your presence as your people to whom you have revealed your glory. We thank you that your holy name is near to us that we may know of your majesty. We may know of your righteousness and how you have created this world and everyone in it for your glory, that we might serve you with our heart and soul and mind and our strength and love our neighbor as ourselves. Father, we thank you that again this morning as we we praise you in your, in your holiness and as the eternal judge that you have shown to us also who we are. We could reflect together on the Ten Commandments. We could see in our own lives how these commandments expose our own sins, sins we struggle with every day. Father, you have again pointed to the pride that we fight against resides in our hearts. You have reminded us again, shown to us the sin of selfishness, the selfishness that causes harm to others, whether it's in our thoughts, the things that we say, the things we have done. We look back, O Lord, on another week, which instead of using our thoughts and bodies and words to build up, to cause growth, spiritual growth in the lives of others around us, many times we have We've done the opposite. We confess these sins before you, O Lord. We confess them before you because they are in our lives against our will. We do hate these sins and we are seeking to flee from these sins. We confess these sins because you have given us that wonderful gospel that if we confess our sins before you, you are faithful and just to forgive us, to restore relationship, to remove the barriers. Lord, as we sang together of the, the cup of your wrath that we deserve for our sins, we thank you that we may read about this cup again in the New Testament. Read our Lord Jesus Christ, whom you sent into the world to save us from our sins, speaking of taking that cup, bearing the punishment that we deserve. We ask, Father, that as we read your word, read our, the words of our Lord Jesus, our Savior, that you will work powerfully in our hearts, that you will illumine our minds, that we can understand what this means 
for everyone who believes in him. We ask, Father, that you will guide us by your Holy Spirit in your word so that we can truly apply the consequences of Christ's finished work in our lives. That we might be fully assured and comforted that we have peace with you in Jesus Christ. Equip your servant in this place to be faithful in his task, his calling to preach the gospel, clarity and boldness that we may understand, you may be an instrument in your hand. We ask, Father, that you will be with those who are preaching the gospel in other places in the world, that the truth may go out, that repentance and the forgiveness of sins might be preached in, in all places. And we ask, Father, that the same gospel may comfort those who are being persecuted because of their faith, an account of being Christians. We know, Lord, in this, this time, when there's so much talk of tolerance, there's so many, so many brothers and sisters who suffer because of their faith. We ask that you will continue to sustain them, that the, the prayer of our Lord Jesus Christ might also instruct us as we deal with hardships and suffering, that you will bring an end to the persecution, that you will change the hearts of those who, who are attacking you, that they too may submit before your throne. Before it is too late. We ask, Father, that you will use us as instruments as well to, to encourage one another, to build each other up, to give hope. We ask these things and pray them in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning we'll read together the verses around the text which are in Luke. This is now reading about some of the things that took place near the end of our Lord Jesus' life on earth. Today is Palm Sunday, and that Palm Sunday is reference to the triumphal entry into Jerusalem, which you can read about in Luke 19. And after that, our Lord Jesus entered into the more intense part of his suffering. Jesus is preparing his church for that, and then we read in Luke chapter 22, we're starting off with, with verse 14. After he had sent his disciples to make the preparations, we read, and when the hour came, he reclined at table and the apostles with him, and he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
And likewise the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the man of him who betrays me is with me on the table. For the Son of Man goes as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to question one another which of them it could be who was going to do this. A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was to be regarded as the greatest. And he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, let the greatest among you become as the youngest, and the leader as one who serves. For who is the greater, one who reclines at table or one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at table? But I am among you as the one who serves. You are those who have stayed with me in my trials, and I assign to you as my Father assigned to me a kingdom, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Peter said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow this day until you deny three times that you know me. And he said to them, when I sent you out with no money bag or knapsack or sandals, did you lack anything? They said, nothing. He said to them, but now let the one who has a money bag take it, and likewise a knapsack. And let the one who has no sword sell his cloak and buy one. For I tell you that this scripture must be fulfilled in me. He was numbered with the transgressors. For what is written about me has its fulfillment. And they said, look, Lord, here are two swords. And he said to them, it is enough. And he came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And he, when he rose from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation." While he was still speaking, there came a crowd, and the man called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? And when those who were around him saw what would follow, they said, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, no more of this. He touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests and officers of the temple and elders who had come out against him, have you come out, against, have you come out as against a robber 
with swords and clubs. When I was with you day after day in the temple, you did not lay hands on me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. So for the reading scripture, we'll now sing together Psalm 76, stanzas 3, 4, and 5. It speaks of the terror of being under the wrath of God, also pointing forward to the experience of our Lord Jesus in the garden, preparation for the cross, Psalm 76, and we'll sing stanzas 3, 4, and 5. Thank you. 